This episode of Intergalactic Interviews is brought to you in part by Over the Moon Games. Purchase the Fall, available now on PC, Mac, Linux, and Wii U. Blending the best elements of sci-fi creativity, The Fall is being called one of the best games you must play of 2014. Purchase The Fall now on Steam or HumbleBundle.com. Psst, some of us worked on it. Order The Fall today. Buy it now. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? Is this uh, is this uh, the best part of your week right now? Is this what is this Friday? Huh? Huh? You having a good day out there, folks? Listen, ladies and gentlemen, today is a very very special day. Uh, my guest, he's never a man to show up empty-handed ever. This guy is uh, one of the classiest gents I've ever met. Uh, we are we are old. Uh, uh, alumni together in, a, in our alma mater, mater, maters, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my guest today is also uh, the host of the best punk show, this side of that side, ladies and gentlemen, and that's not the name of it, it's actually called... <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, I just realized that's what it sounded like, its name is. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he's the pride of CITR, please give it up. For my good friend Russian Tim, how you doing, my friend? Great success, thank you very much. Uh, what is the name of your show? Just exactly Rocket from Russia. See, I couldn't say it half as good. That's why I wanted you to say it properly. <laughs> uh, just before we even begin, uh, Tim walks in with like a bunch of beer, which is like the raddest thing ever. But like to just to kind of cap off how how awesome this person is in front of me here. Uh, we couldn't open these beer. I was like, oh, I'll run up and grab uh, the bottle opener in a second from the, the upstairs office. And uh, we're sitting here in the studio, and he's like, oh, no, I got it. And like just stands up, opens the door, and uh, people who have listened to this before might know this, but if you don't know, uh, Amp Records' basement studio, uh, studio... I don't know, the downstairs studio is like in a bank vault. So it's actually like, like it's a legit bank vault. So the doors are still out there, like the vault doors. Tim just goes out there and just... Just like pops these bottles right on the on the vault door. I think that might be the first time ever in the history. Ever. The door was used properly. Oh yeah, the, yeah. It was the first time it was ever used properly. The application of the door was uh, final. So let, let's get into this. You know, enough about enough about me. Enough about what's going on with these beers, uh, sir. How the hell are you? Are you having a good day? Life is beautiful. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm actually was looking forward to this <laughs> and uh yeah i practice everything i listen to my favorite uh, uh episodes of uh, intergalactic interviews which one which one did you listen to uh i will lie if i listen to every single show because i don't know people some of them which you interview oh yeah well there's a there's a ton of them you listen to what you like you don't ever feel pressure for me okay no no, no you I just don't. listen to what if you listen to none I, I, i'd still be happy no no, no I, li- I listen i listen to the punk rock ones and actually on the way to practice my um pronunciation and the understanding of your language i listened to elsmere's interview and they killed it oh hold on hold on now hold on hold on now you have your own radio show you speak very well you speak english very well you speak english much better than i speak russian (laughs) without a doubt so i i would think uh being able to toast you in your own language does not equal being no, able well, it's still, to still good job good job i, 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 I approve mean, you know like I, i'm sitting here and i'm feeling a little like i don't know you, you you're bilingual do you speak more than one language 
No, I speak than... English, Russian. I can understand a little bit of German. I lived in Switzerland for a year, but... <laughs> You're a well-traveled man. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about this. How did you even find yourself here in North America? How did you find yourself here in, in the Western side of Canada? What happened? Uh, my whole family immigrated. We were, like, as I remember myself being a child, my whole family wanted to immigrate. It was tough times in Russia. Um, wasn't like tragic or something, but it was not easy uh, living in the. Was it like uh, like an eighties action flick? Was it like that? No, it was like early nineties when the Soviet Union broke down and Russia just started as a new country. Jeez. And uh, for for some time, for a little while, they didn't have a constitution. Mm. So like it, like it was a little <laughs> bit of anarchy. Wait, okay, so explain that. So you can just be what uh, you have no rights essentially as a it, citizen. It, it wasn't really written in the book. <laughs> 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 that is absolutely terrifying. Because oh the, my god! But like, yeah, this is like you know, there's like Russian oligarchs got a whole bunch of money. Yeah, that's what happened. Like you know, when Soviet Union Soviet Union finished, Russia started. Uh, there was really like you know, it was really like a like a, some period of uh, between two countries, and like you know, there's and Russia is known for our export, like gas, oil, all that shit. Right, right, right. So just some people who were smart enough, they got their hands on those um, factories uh, for really, really cheap. Like textiles and yeah, yeah, like and that. Uh, mostly it was like all this like coil and like all that shit, like gas. Yeah, uh, and like they just just did a like um. Yeah, they took that over, and like that's how they made a lot, that, whole bunch of money. It, it was it was a Jesus. weird part in the in the in the in in our history. It was like this weird transition gray area between exactly. the two. Oh, gray area, great. gray area, great yeah, English yeah. skills, buddy. Ah, oh, come on, <laughs> come on, look at this guy, making me blush on my own show. <laughs> this guy. Uh, listen, all right, all right. So, uh, so you immigrated over here. Yeah. Uh, how long you been in the country now? Uh, almost ten years uh, since two thousand six. But uh, before, like you. Ask about specifically West Coast. Mm-hmm. Tell you um, maybe it's a. F- I think usually when I tell the story, people sometimes laugh about it. Sometimes they don't. But uh, <laughs> so, so like when you immigrate to Canada, there's a process called lending. When you first enter the country, you need to get your sin. You need to get your permanent residency. You need to get your like if you know I think a medical card. Like you know just it's it's a process process yeah. called lending. Um, Is it rather quick? Like uh, like a pop machine. <laughs> That's what I always imagine Canada's immigration policy to be. <laughs> like, do you have change for a twenty? I'm trying to I'm trying to get to. citizenship. You know. <laughs> well, what's it like? What's it like? What's it so, like, like we um, we went to Toronto, and it was 2003. It was November. Okay. And we came from Russia, from Siberia. Jesus. Uh, I'm from I'm I'm from Novosibirsk. That's in Siberia. Wow. So. Wow, we we got to <laughs> sounds cold. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty yeah. cold. Yeah. So we landed in the in uh, in Toronto, Ontario, mm. and it was all snow, slush, like cold wind, like it's like like the worst. Yeah. yeah, and we're like, why are we doing this? <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, this is the upgrade. Like, why are we? Yeah, going? yeah, exactly. So then we went back. I had to finish a university back in in Russia, and my mom, she was the first one to move. She's like, no, I'm not going to Toronto. This is like, what's what's the point? Like, same thing. <laughs> so she went to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and uh, two years later, I joined her, and I've been here since. So you you came here in '06. Uh, that was when I got out of college. So. I think that's when we met. I think yeah, we met early yeah. two thousand seven. Yeah, that's right. Uh, man, what a time! Yeah, time flies like crazy. Uh, 
in the meantime, you've just been crushing it. You've become a, a, a veritable staple within the punk scene. Uh, I think... A staple, like, is it like the shop? Like, yeah, like staples. No, no, like, uh, like uh, you know, like a staple is like uh, like a standard. Oh, like, Ooh, uh, thank you. Wow. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, no, now you know the gravity of the comment I gave you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like, okay, well, wait a minute. So, so you, you attend so many shows... Uh, you host your own uh, weekly show on CITR FM. Uh, your show is like like one of my favorite shows. Um, Thank you. Of of our alumni group, you were the first person I knew who had his own show, and uh, I always thought that was so badass. I always thought that was really cool. I mean, it's so nice of you to make time to come spend with the little people down here and hang. <laughs> my pleasure, buddy. <laughs> hang on, you know, you're you being an actual pro, an actual terrestrial radio, actual. Uh, FM, you know, <laughs> user. I, I, I think the, it's like it's nice for you to come down to the trenches here and see what we're slogging out here in the podcast sphere. It's nice. Surrounded by wonderful uh, gear. <laughs> so is, that, is that the trade-off we're doing? Or like we have a little tra- I, Doesn't the radio, don't they, uh, don't they have good gear? Uh, no, we have, no, we, no, I, I like, no, definitely. We have good gear and we are actually moving to a new station, to a new building and it will be completely new. It will be amazing. And, but, um, to, you know, com- compared to your wonderful studio, which is professional Come on. recording music, you know, Come on. yeah, this is like, I'm basically like, like, this is like taking a, a Lamborghini to go buy your groceries like that's what i'm doing with this show <laughs> like, I'm, I'm i'm happy to join you for buying some milk and yeah, cabbage exactly because like you could do like like huge records in here and then it's like yeah i'm gonna record us drinking beer like <laughs> they're like okay that's what you want to do you know it's hilarious that way but it is funny that way um okay so so let, let's get into the show so you, you do the show once a week uh, what? When can the listeners check out your show? Uh, I do it live on air every Thursday, 10 to 11 a.m., 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, or CITR.ca, anywhere their internet exists. That's a pretty sweet time slot. Is that Was that your uh, beginning time slot? Did you no, walk no, into no. that? No, no, no. I started at, um, I started at, it was 1 p.m., and I actually started five years ago. Oh, it's actually my anniversary now. It's five years. When? When, when is your actual anniversary? I don't know, January, February. Sometime. You don't have an official anniversary. <laughs> okay. Well, well, that's pretty cool. Let's, let's say it's right now. Uh, Happy yeah, anniversary. Thanks, Here, man. Check, click, clink that. There you go. Yeah. Nice sound. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for the drink, man. Mm. Thank you for having me. Um, so I started five years ago, and I'm super, super thankful to my friend Marielle, who uh, hosted the show called We All Fall Down on CITR for many years. That's right, yeah. And then, uh, first of all, she invited me just as a guest. She said, um, hey, do you want to come come over play some punk rock music? I was like, cool, let's do it. And it was in January, and I remember that I brought my favorite releases of 2009. That should have been. Yeah, yeah. 2009, because I brought DL Landlord. Yeah, yes, it. it was 2009 <laughs> released on No Idea Records. That's right. And uh, that- this guy. <laughs> Get so much knowledge. This is crazy. No, okay. like, this is one of Break the it down for us. Okay. Then oh. what happened? Uh, and then she uh, she went to school and she said, hey, do, would you like to co-host for a little bit when I can do the episodes? And then she got a proper normal people people's job and uh, <laughs> the show was at 1 p.m. So she wasn't able to do it. And she's like, hey, I can't do this anymore. Would be possible for you. Would you like to take it over? I was like, 
you made my dream Obviously. came true. Yeah, sweet. Wow, that, that's a that's a very nice turn of events. That's pretty nice. And in co- after a couple of years uh, hosting uh, We All Fall Down, that was originally her show. I just decided that. Um, First of all, for work, I just it was more convenient for me to change a time slot, and there was a 10 a.m. slot. And then um, I also, you know, since it was Marielle's show, I felt like I still it wasn't completely my uh, right. And like you know, and like that's I, understandable. I wanted yeah. to have the name, and I had the name Rocket from Russia forever. Of course, I, it was even before I had We All Fall Down. I I thought if I start a band, really, if I start something, I'll call it Rocket from Russia. <laughs> I, when I first heard that name, I was I was so immediately like, yep, enamored with it. Like I was like, that's exactly your show. Like you know, it was like already your show beforehand. You know what I mean? Like, I like and that. I remember the moment when I came, I like thought of that. I was on a bus and I was going by Main and Broadway, kind of across across yeah. Pavi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And kind of you know in that area. And I remember that I was sitting on the bus and I was thinking about this like rocket from Russia and I was like okay this makes a lot of sense first of all it's the Ramones <laughs> record that's right rocket to Russia so I'm from Russia so that makes sense and legendary pirate Bure that's Russian right rocket look at you with all your your local tie-ins so, everyone, everyone loves it they're like oh Pavel Bure and oh, like yeah. he's Russian he's Russian rocket like makes a lot of, course. of sense I like the Ramones tie-in. That's smart. Exactly. That's smart so. Uh, marketing. So, like, when I thought of that, I was like, this is a perfect name for anything I will do in the future. Yeah. So, going back to the Very radio smart. show, yeah, I think it was 2012, I think, then I switched the rocket from to... Oh, sorry. Uh, see, I'm even mixing it up. Let's see. Let's track it. It's five years, right? Five years. It's 2015 now. So, I'd say in 2010... You, wait, 2009, she had you... Uh, Overdue. 2010. Doing, 2000. It was still We All Fall Down. Yeah, I think it was 2010. Must have been 10. If it's five year anniversary. So, yeah, started 2010, switched to Rocket from Russia, 2012, October. Mm-hmm. And since then, it, it was my own show, and I felt uh, more confident on air because I wanted to do. Like, I still was doing what I wanted to do, but, like, I still, like, I felt it was Marielle's show because I had so much respect for her. Of she showed me everything. Yeah. How to, like, press all those. Like, you have many more nubs than I do. No, it's all the same shit. It's all the same. It's all the same. You know what's going on. Yeah. But, but I'm so <laughs> thankful to her. She's, like, she, like, pretty much made my dream came, come true. And that was cool. Like, uh, it was really obviously nice for her to even recognize that you'd be a good. Uh, addition to the show and then to eventually hand the reins off to you yeah like I'm very I'm super smart. thankful she's like she's a good friend and I'm extremely thankful to this day and always will be to her sometimes when you take over something like that like a show like that it's like uh, like say say you had a friend that uh, was like hey listen I'm going out of town but uh, you can crash in my place for like the next year or something. You're like, sure. You feel great about it, but at the same time, you're like, you're not exactly, you know, putting up posters and exactly, and, and exactly. paintings, right? And then eventually, you're like, I'm gonna paint the house. I I, I don't like this color or something like that. And uh, then it's your own, and then you truly make it your own. I, I totally understand, man. I totally understand. And yeah, and that was like, and I was going back. She was, he has been doing that since 2006, and I was always going back, listening to her old interviews and like episodes, learning from her. And I was like, wow, she's like so much better than me. Like I like it's your <laughs> thing. Like I cannot do this. Like you do you really feel like that? Like she was better? Like still? Oh no. Now now it's hard to no, I don't want to no 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 no. I don't want to compare that because like she had her own style and she had her 
own completely different vision of music and what she was going for mm-hmm. and um and i do a little bit different thing and um but when I started, definitely, she was, like, I looked to her. Like, now I know, like, it, it was amazing to me how, like, she presses all those buttons and something happens. And, like, when I started <laughs> doing I was pressing the same buttons, nothing was happening. I was, I'm, like, an idiot on air. Yeah. So I was like, wow, how does she do that? And then, like, and when she was starting the show, she was, like, so, like, the natural flow. You know, like, you talk. And it's natural flow. And I'm like, trying to say I have natural flow. You're yeah, very, yeah. you're very kind. Yes, to say that. exactly. Like you know, when I listen to your episodes on, uh, like you have a good flow, buddy. I just try to speak to people like they're people. Try to make eye contact. Yeah, I, oh. I think that's. You're looking at me right now. Yeah, what are these like uh, seminar tricks? <laughs> <laughs> good job. We should host one. Yeah, just like hey, listen, you know, uh, I I think um, I think when you start to learn the technical side of of what it takes to do a show. Uh, it's like nowadays it's never been easier, but the way I look at it is, is like, uh, say like guitars, like guitars have been around for how long? Right. But there's only been like, you know, a couple, like one, like Eric Clapton, Jimi Hendrix, you know, these kind of guys, like we're talking about, like everyone can still buy a guitar. But like, there's only still a few people that are capable of doing it like that, and so I, I get excited when when the uh, the technology is brought, you know, to a more understandable level. Like, like I don't know, you're you're trained, you know what's going on. You're you're an audio guy. Like like I think I think what you do in in many respects, like like you say, I have a natural flow doing this. But like that might just be because I don't have the immense pressure of like, okay, we're live, let's do this, you know? Yeah, uh, it's so, different, man. It's different, like it's a different vibe for sure. Uh, first, like first when I started doing the show by myself, and I did the show with Marielle, it was easy because it's conversation. Mm-hmm. She led the way. I was like just answering her question, kind of like I do right now. But then uh, when I started doing the show by myself, it was so strange. I felt like I was sitting like a complete idiot talking loud in an empty room because <laughs> there's no one else around no there's nothing yeah. around so i was like just like and like is anybody listening and you have those thoughts does anybody listening yeah, what the, do they think oh yeah. like i said something wrong it was it correct and like mm-hmm. you have to keep going you have all like now i don't care i have like my flow i go dicka 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 shit the what how we say shoot the shoot the shit this one yeah <laughs> I know, I know what's going on. Yeah, but when I started, holy. Well, okay, just to pause the game for a sec. You, you can, uh, you can swear on my show. That's not a big deal. You can, you can swear. Thank you so much. That was one of the issues I was going to bring up. Is that aside from the all like the ultimate pressure of being live. You also have to be concerned about not swearing and not offending people or something like that. Like, like even there, like I'm shit like that. I can't even just say shit like that. Can you say? Sh- can you say shit like that on? on sometimes your show? I do, but I shouldn't. You shouldn't, right? But um, there, the, there was a funny story. I was playing some music, and um, I was on live, uh, live uh, on the show, and I was. Um, I was about to play some song, and I like you know did one of those nice build up. Da 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 da. This next song is about this. Oh, yeah. This band. Yada yada yada. Cha. And this is Super Band. And I press the button, and nothing happens. Like you know, and like I did everything correctly. Like, press, nothing happened. The white activator. Boom. Yep. And then just like science, and I was like chick 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 chick, and I was like, and like fuck in the air, and like two seconds later, the music somehow starts playing. Oh my god! And I get the tweet live on air from a listener. That's a great song, 
and your comment as well. Yeah, it just starts <laughs> off with a big fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I did like not be, I did, like I like I just like I wasn't thinking. I was like yeah. I was so frustrated. There's nothing like something went wrong, and I was like fuck. Well, I totally I, I totally empathize with what you're saying. Like that that situation when you when you have a bumper like that building up, and you're like you're like and and uh, coming up a great song. I absolutely love this person. They they're so fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. Please give it up for number one super band. Like the way you know, like like the way you're saying it. And then it's just dead Silence. air like that. If, if it's just dead, even look at that. For that one moment, it yeah. feels weird. Yeah, and people are now probably walking their iPhone or cell phone somewhere like on the SkyTrain on the street. And like we're silent for five seconds. They're like, what the fuck is going on? I'm going to switch to the, my personal band. That's And that's just how it works. And like dead air is, is like it's people, killer. you know, like if the person's not able to switch the, the device, if they can't, if they're like, say it's a, a radio in like a mechanic shop or something like that. No one's going to run out from under the car and immediately change it. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, no one's, no one's going to freak out. But if it was like, uh, like you're, you're describing, someone walking down the street, yeah, they might change to another station. Exactly. And then what? And then you're going to have... Uh, minus one. L- minus one. And maybe they don't Maybe they don't come back. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. Like, that's the, actually the beauty of being doing a radio show. You have no idea how many people are listening. Like, and I know big stations somehow, like commercial stations, they know, like they can kind of estimate yeah. how many people listeners. Um, CITR is a university radio station, college radio. So, like you know, there is an audience, but we never know. We don't invest money in that to find out. Okay, how many people are listening on Tuesday at 10 yeah. a.m. or like on Thursday at 11 p.m. So. You in front of the mic, and way I, when I do the show, my goal is like always to give hundred and ten percent. I don't care like if there's one person listening, or if there's a thousand people or like ten thousand listening, because I don't know how many. My goal is to give hundred percent to every single listener who is turned turned tuned in to listen to what I have. It to say. sounds like you give it a hundred and ten percent. Hundred and what was that percentage? Hundred and ten. Somewhere between hundred and ten. Hundred hundred fifty percent. Just hundred. <laughs> Just so amazing. Uh, I, I think, like, uh, the the experience I have with radio... Now, before I started Intergalactic Interviews, I used to host this other show called uh, The Boomcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, so Boomcast was on for a bit, and then I shelved it while I started producing a couple of video game scores and all that, and then, like, just never brought it back. And then when I relaunched Intergalactic Interviews, I kind of had... Um, maybe more of a drive to just kind of keep it one-to-one. I mean, like, obviously I've had bands on here and, and like, many groups of people, but, like, uh, it was the co-host aspect of it that I, I wasn't comfortable with. I didn't like having to make sure other people were on point or something like that. It was it was more like, well, here's the guest this week. Maybe it's going to work. <laughs> you know, let, let's try it this way. So, uh, basically, I, the reason I'm bringing this up is because at one point I thought to myself – if I'm going to do another show, Intergalactic Interviews, I'm, I'm going to maybe see about doing uh, what my good friend Tim did and maybe uh, reaching out to some uh, some college radio or uh, or co-op radio or, or something like that and, and just seeing if I can maybe just you know carve my own little show somewhere, my own little time slot. So I actually took a few meetings and uh, I went to a couple uh, sit-downs. Um, I was at I was t- talking to uh, one of the program directors at Co-op at one point, Co-op Radio in town, and you know what? I don't even know their frequency, so whatever, whatever. Free- I know their FM now, but I think they traded with the Peak one hundred two point. They used to be one hundred two point seven. Oh, yeah. 
but now there's something I don't know what they are now. Anyway, um, so anyway, I took all these meetings to to take this radio show, and uh, I, everything was looking pretty good. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to take like like a midnight time slot at first on the weekend, but if I if I could do like a 10, 11 a.m. show, something like that, sweet, I'll take it, you know, something like that. So uh, I, I was that was my plan. And so after my second meeting, uh, then they hit me with, uh, well, uh, fundraising is a very important part of our radio, and uh, we just wanted you to, to make sure you're aware of the guidelines surrounding the fundraising. And, and I was I was like, what? Like, what's going on here? Okay, so, like, what's going on? Like, Because I have no problem helping out, volunteering, pitching in, especially in a group community like that, of course. But the way they were delivering it was just so... Uh, it just felt very shady. I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't as um, straightforward as they could have been. See, like on the other hand, we do fundraise uh, fundraising as well, right? And the way they deliver it, like nobody asks, nobody loves asking for money on air. No, like like why would like hey give give us the money because right. this this and that. Right. But the way CITR delivers it to us, we had a meeting actually uh, in the beginning of the month. And like they go over everything and they give you the script and they give you, hey, like you're not just asking stupidly for money. This is why you're asking. This is what we will use the money for. And they have a full accountability in front of listeners. It's absolutely delivery is fantastic. I've heard uh, some of those some of those drives for pledges. I've heard that some of them before and they're like actually smart They're like, hey, do you want to do you like this show? Do you like the content we're giving? If you'd like us to give more content or better content, uh, with uh, new mics, new studio. We're we're purchasing our new studio. Like you're talking about this new facility. This, coming this up. exactly. This is exactly. That was like the f- past three fun drives. That was the new gear. And for real, it's happening. We're moving to the new uh, building in uh, in April. There's just a new building in in UBC. There's a new studio. We bought the new um, uh, like sound uh, boards, and the, it's it's even. I know. I think it will sound better. I'm not sure how that whole technicality works, but. F- for us, it's much easier to do the show now. It just sounds new and, and nicer exactly. already. So like it's <laughs> just your energy level tells me it's already like so good. So yeah, so like yeah, it's just uh, I guess it's the delivery. I, I well, I like yeah, it, it is the delivery. So I just kind of felt odd about how they were like, yeah, let's do the show. Yeah, let's get this show going. And then it's like, okay, yeah, by the way. And then they're like. Uh, talking about guidelines. Now, I wasn't expecting to come on the air and be like, "Motherfucker, I'm fucking on the air!" Like, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I knew that wasn't going to happen. But at the same time, like, uh, say I wanted to have a female on the show and talk about sexual experiences that were uh, using medical terminology, so I could still say like, "So vagina," yeah. and and things like that. Uh, they were like, "We don't allow." Um, gender-based oh. conversation or something. It was like something very neutral like that. They said it like that. And so I was like, what? So what you're saying, I can't like specifically speak about like certain people? Like, what are you saying? And they're like, we are a genderless, orientationless, uh, like this mismatch of like uh, equality that they're trying to push across. But it actually came across as like very restricting. And so I actually was like, yeah, this isn't for me. And just kind of backed off, and they, we had another phone conversation, and I was like, "No, I don't want to do this." So, oh, CHR, we don't have like we have a whole bunch of different shows in different languages about different topics, different. Yeah, we was the, we have some some yeah we have about something love. 
some love uh is there a love show like a you, die, you call in with your your campus. yeah like we have queer fm queer Qu- fm queer fm yeah that's... i don't know you know what i might be familiar with this i don't know maybe no just speaking of like you know limitations like i think chr is absolutely like you know oh they're <laughs> in front i think of all the college radio yes. in the city like uh what's the name of uh bcit station uh cjsf C- no that's that's sfu cjsf uh, is that's, uh, that's sfu, SFU yeah. uh well even them like uh i don't know if i can name a show on cjsf right now i don't know if i can know them, but I, I can name a couple on citr do you know what i'm saying yeah so that's like uh nardwar obviously now okay for you to bring that up makes me makes me feel a little a uh, little premature here maybe but uh, i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna declare something here okay look this might not be my uh, conversation to have. This might not be my my uh, title to hand over or something like that. But I believe firmly you are on the track to take that <laughs> take take his uh, torch. Uh, when whenever he's done, whenever he hangs up his uh, golf hat, that <laughs> <laughs> Tim Russian Tim, just let me talk to you a little bit about this. I just want to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever he's done, when Nardwar is done, and uh, he decides to like hang up his cap, I feel like uh, I feel like you can you can definitely fill those shoes. You know, one day I, th- I think I think you're definitely on the way. You you are so aggressive in how you you get your interviews and the quality of the people you speak to, absolutely unreal. Like you you get like the best names coming through town. You get everyone who uh, I think other publications and other media outlets uh, would maybe just, you know, they front page them, whereas, like, you put them in a group of, like, two or three other equals on the show. And I think that that's, like, really remarkable. And it's always been a good sign of, Thanks, how, of how well you, you are capable of doing this show. So that's what I think. I don't know. I, I wanted to tell you that today. Thanks, man. Show. No, this is this is big words, but I hope Nardwar will never finish because he's example. He is a hero for me. And, of course. Yeah. And I hope he never. Man, if he hangs it up, that'd be a sad day ever. I'm, I'm just saying. Like, he he is know, a legend. He was. I learned so much from him, and like, um, I definitely learned and copied. Copied. That would be the word. Some of his interview tricks, and the reason for that was that um, first of all, I discovered him. In early 2000s, when I first got the internet in my home in Russia, and uh, at that time I was fan. No Facts, my favorite band of all time, and of course. Uh, so Fat Mike did an interview with this weird guy who spoke and looked crazy and awesome, and I <laughs> loved it. Fat Mike, I just want to talk to you a little bit. I got a question for you, Fat Mike. You're not fat, but you are a little husky, and husky was the name of one of the. Like, <laughs> just dude, his like his whole style is just hilarious. I, I love it. I loved it. I loved it, and then like I started like, who the hell is this gentleman? Like mm. he is cool, and like as I learned English, I started to understand what the hell he was talking about, and then like step by step, I started listening to his interviews. He was unbelievable. I, I was like next level experience and um i definitely picked up a lot of stuff from him like and um, right now not not so much because i felt like i was you know i was so like pretty much copying him because like yeah because i i I mean i listened to every single interview i could find of him (laughs) it was with black eyed peas it was with people who i didn't know it was with your friends um and ERD and the other rap groups, which I 
don't drill a whistle okay. on a the daily basis. <laughs> My friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your colleagues. <laughs> and obviously all the punk bands. <laughs> and like oh, I felt funny. like I was taking so much, especially when I started doing the interviews. Uh, and um, now, now I try to kind of, you know, create my own style because like uh, he's like way too much of an influence for me, especially early on. Now I think I'm trying to distance and on purpose because I still love it. Of I, course. Still, I still watch every single, every everything he puts yeah. out. But it's, it's huge. Like I learned so much. He's just, he's just genius. Like, it's a it's, huge sign of respect to do what you're doing. I know what you're saying because there comes a point where you're emulating so much. You're copying uh, out of respect only because that's like how you like you like hearing that so when you do it like that I know exactly what you mean because on this show but, I do that kind of shit I do that with uh, other podcasts I listen to like I love I love Kevin Pollock's chat show okay I don't know this one exactly Kevin Pollock is like a, uh, an actor from uh, the 80s and 90s uh-huh. uh, he's still an, he's still a working actor but his biggest films are like uh, I don't know uh, uh, Casino and uh, I, I, I don't. You never seen Casino? I don't really watch. Movies. Oh god, we have to. We have to have drinks. Russian Tim. I watched maybe 20, 30 movies in my life. Ever? Yeah, that's it. Really? And most of them are Russians. Is that because? Oh, really? Is it because of uh, language uh, barriers? No, then? no, no, nothing to do with language. I just I can't watch it. I can sit in front of TV watching other people doing stuff for like. 90 minutes I have no problem <laughs> watching five football like I mean soccer games in a row yeah. because I'm a huge nerd like this is my thing Yeah. and I on Saturday night if my wife is at work I just wake up and I, I can watch as many games as I can could be seven hours of football and then I can't watch a genius people perform their movements in front of the pro pretty good story i can do that i love how i was just like yeah we need to watch films and it's like no, this film no. i'm suggesting is a three hour film Shit, man. <laughs> it's like it's like in yeah. a football game plus extra time and then penalties and then maybe you can go and the post game and the and post game yeah. and then you can fall asleep and still casino will probably go that's right and, and then watch the first 15 minutes of the replay Shit, that's man. <laughs> well uh, yeah. Well, so the yeah the picky going back to the anyway. Picky. Well, yeah, Kevin Pollock. He uh, you know he he was in like uh, uh, a few good men. Uh, like these are like huge films, uh-huh. but he he plays these roles in them. And uh, his chat show he does is like uh, awesome. It's like a video chat show. So on YouTube he does it like once a week, and uh, I like it. I like the way they go about it. I I was watching it so much though before I started. The Boomcast. So uh-huh. this is like two, sh- like two shows ago. Yeah, yeah. So I was watching it so much before I did the Boomcast. I was like, you know what? I uh, I have to stop. I have to stop watching this out of respect for him because I don't want to just be doing his show over again, you know. And uh, that that was like a, an honest moment I had to have of myself because if you watch other members of the media, um, when your influences bleed into your actual work personality yeah it's like there's it's it's a tricky thing right it's real tricky because you're influenced and passionate enough to even do it because of this person but if you're doing it exactly like them you're not adding to the culture you're not doing anything new and And in my case going as Nardwar personality who is huge big in the world like you know his personality like like for you to to first see interviews of him back in the early 2000s the turn of the millennium and then to now be like 
like seriously in the same like building as him and doing the show with like on, on the same exact booth and everything you know yeah. like that it must be quite a trip in, in itself right yeah two stories uh, i'll tell you uh, okay. first of all i just want to tell just notice uh, i'm sorry mentioned that <laughs> that the reason i um you know took him as an example not only because of uh, his um you know fantastic style and everything also when i started doing the show my english wasn't great and i also needed to learn how to ask a question as a question like in english it just specifically the language okay so like you know i didn't like i never went to school for journalism so i didn't know how to ask a question like Mm -hmm. how to ask an open-ended question so the next person can talk so even like you know even without noticing that i found out that in my in those interviews i was using his same phrases speaking of and like oh, you know, speaking of yeah, 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 and I, I, I still use it to the day. To, speaking of, like, uh, <laughs> and I started using that, and I was like, just because, like you know, because I, it's because of the limitation of my language. I because I was listening to him so much, I had to. I just picked up a few things. But the second thing I wanted to tell you that uh, the big moment for me was that I interviewed Nardwar. There, what, what was that like? It was, it was on his birthday. I did a wow. specific show for his birthday. Actually, I know I did two two shows uh, dedicated to Nardwar. First one was uh, the just the interview when he released his uh, compilation, which came out a couple of years ago, and we just talked and I um, asked a couple of questions, and then he sent me an email and he said that was that was amazing. Like you know, you you went so deep. Like I listened, like I said, I listened to every single interview he had. And I went, uh, like, I found some good dirt on him, on him, which he you didn't found remember. Dirt on, on Nardwar. Nardwar? Wow. And he said, dude, that, he said that was cool, man. And the second one is th- that was, <laughs> I think it was a year after that. That is a badge of honor. I'm just <laughs> thinking about it right now. Holy man. And That's pretty huge. The second one was that then. Um, the way it worked, I think well, how I did it, I just, I, I think it was his birthday, if I'm not mistaken. But what I did, I just cut the clips of his interviews from mm-hmm. his own interviews. And then, for example, he asked uh, asked a person, and I focused on the punk people. He asked, hey, did you know about this, this and that, about this song? The person answers, and then I play this song. Like, so, you know, like I kind of um, illustrated wow his questions his stuff with the music so you created like an additional resource for his interviews wow wow man like i'm I'm trying to like that would be like someone right now animating this portion of the interview of you (laughs) and i talking (laughs) right someone's animating this portion of our interview talking about you interviewing nardwar and then, so there's like an animation of you and me right now talking about <laughs> it, and then a thought bubble, and then oh. in that thought bubble is you interviewing Nardwar, and then that that image of whatever that question was turning into that song. <laughs> that's pretty interesting. That that's <laughs> so, you know what I could tell that he he probably would have been really really impressed with that because and I did it as smart. a fan. I didn't I didn't like I did it as an owner for everything, but I learned from him, and like it was cool. What is what is the coolest thing? Uh, you've taken from his influence. What is the passion cool- for music? Passion, definitely. His- passion for music and passion for learning new things. Curiosity. Curiosity. 
that's something that he has in abundance. <laughs> I'm sure he wouldn't mind you taking any of that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. First of all, it was a little bit of style, a little bit of language, a little bit of asking questions and things like that. Uh, nowadays, it's definitely something that you cannot measure. Uh, passion, love for music, what he does, and uh, he is, yeah, uh, this is what I take as an example right now. Mm-hmm. What, what to date is your favorite interview you've done? Wow, that's a good question. This is like, these are the asshole questions that, no, that, that it, the interviewers get the stuff though. Like, they'll be like, what's your favorite episode? And then you got to like pick your favorite child, Sophie's Choice, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like picking a child because, like, I really, when I do an interview, I I don't know, I don't think people know that, but I spend, my wife definitely does, because I spent about 10 to 20 hours for a good interview in preparation. Wow. It's a, I take like, especially like, you know, there are different circumstances. Sometimes I get an interview a week before and I'm busy with work and I don't have time. So I just spend four or five hours mm-hmm. the night before or like the morning before the show. But if I know, okay, in, in a month, I'm doing this interview. I booked it. That's all good. No, like I, I, twenty hours. That's 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 not crazy. I'm not going crazy. Like I can sit down for three hours and listen to interviews or read the band or like just search their discography. It's it's like I'm going I'm going nuts. Of course, yeah. Like well, actually, I'm impressed that you were telling me you researched today. Just to be a guest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I need to know what's going on here. So I listened to oh, seven episodes. No, that made me that would make me smile big time. I'm like, I'm like, this is like a very prepared gentleman uh, of the industry. No, Absolutely. I I wanted to avoid a shit like this. You know, you come into the show as a guest yeah. and like, and you know, this is our usual tradition. In the end, we ask ten questions about this, this, and that, and the guests are like, oh shit, okay, girl, I'll figure something out. Yeah, I don't want. I wanted to be prepared. If there's some certain skills, if there's some certain traditions, I yeah. brought the beer. Like you know, it's 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 it has you to be done in the proper in the proper way. I love uh, I love your style. And you brought a nice beer actually. What are you gonna you gonna crack another one there? Of course, man. That's good. I'm we don't even have to use the bank vault door. We have actual <laughs> bottle openers now. Thank you, sir. Look at this, good man. Um, let me see here. Fa- no, let's go back. I'm curious. Favorite interview? Fuck, man. What would it be? What would a uh... favorite? Like it's it's hard to tell favorite because sometimes it even could be not maybe the best interview, but sometimes I say, okay, I did well in terms of research, in terms of questions. Mm-hmm. But maybe the band didn't answer in the interesting way. So I know I did well, they didn't. That's like a very... Mm, at one point, after you ask the question, it's out of your hands, essentially. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like I totally understand what you mean. Sometimes, it just we had a, such a great conversation. They told amazing stories. I didn't even have to ask the question. Sometimes some people have a skills of being great storytellers mm. so like but yeah you're asking me to put some names um i'll tell you a couple stories like i recently interviewed the band pop from ontario uh from Tor- toronto they're like a new coming cool band and they cool. will be good um i found that they used to be a called used to be called topanga topanga oh, yeah, before okay. they were called pa- pop topanga like uh boy meets world i don't know that that's uh there was a, a television show in uh, the 90s Oh, maybe. Uh, in North America, and it was called Boy Meets World, and the the girl, like the love interest, 
she her name was Topanga. It was very unique. I name. think they said something about that. That must be that must be where it's Might from. If they weren't called that for some reason, that would be odd. Anyway, but okay. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Like I, I think yeah. But so I Google. I didn't. I had no idea what the. F- yeah, of course. So I googled it. Googling Topanga. First thing comes up: Topanga Cafe, Topanga Mexican food, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. <laughs> so I went there, got them some Mexican food, and brought it to them, and like they were amazed. Like holy shit, man! That was like total nardwarism yeah but uh, like you know this is like that was cool like and they loved it and um yeah there's like i did a few things like that when i found something cool uh one a good interview which i enjoyed and the music uh the, the band member enjoyed it was the band called menzingers um i interviewed them at the vogue they played with bad religion i think it was i don't I can't oh, remember wow. now it was a big show yeah but uh what venue was that? Uh, Vogue. Vogue. Oh, Vogue. Vogue. Yeah, Vogue. yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, maybe I, I don't remember who was the headlining. But anyways, regardless. So uh, they were in town six months ago. And they before that, they released a new album. So I met with uh, Tom. He's uh, from Menzingers. Asked all the questions about all the new album. We had a wonderful conversation. We talked only about the new album. After that, six months later, they coming back. And I have an interview with him. And... Uh, I have no questions. I was like, hey, like I ask everything what happened with you. There's nothing happened in those six months because yeah. you were on tour. Like nothing really happened. So like, you just ask tour related questions. Like, I don't want to do that. No. Yeah. And you get the same five answers every time. Oh, it's it's tough. You're out on the road. You don't. And then there's like body odor and shit like that. It's yeah. like, that's. Yeah. Tell your favorite tour story. I was like, yeah. and people go crazy. Anyhow. So I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so I remember that his favorite band was The Clash. I went, oh, nice. You remembered that? Yeah, yeah. I, like, I do remember. you take notes on that kind of stuff? Like, do you, it's do you, recorded so I can listen to it. So you actually review your own tapes? Of course, of course. Like, I've listened to every single episode. I listen for mistakes. And when I interview the band for the second, third, fourth time, I go back and I see because people tell interesting stories and you forget this and you go like, oh, shit, you told me about this. Let's talk more about in the next do you like the way I I I said uh, I was like, oh, you actually listen to your tapes? Like I don't actually like I I obviously listen to my. Oh, no, but that's tapes. your job. You have to figure no, out. No, like I just I find that fucking hilarious. Yeah. I was like I was like, oh, you actually listen to your own tapes? You know, this is cr- crazy. <laughs> like sometimes bands, especially in punk rock, they say, hey, oh, like you know, like oh, like it's a self promotion, like shameless promotion, like shameless listening to my own new album because I like it. No, like you listen to it because you want to learn mistakes and you want to see how you can improve something. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's not being like, oh, I'm the best. That's why I listen to it. No, I, I'm looking for mistakes and I want to improve myself. Absolutely. And like, honestly, I don't know, as, as a musician, you're a musician as well. You know what's going on. Uh, as a musician, I... I started making music originally. I think if I was really to be completely honest with myself, when I was 11 and I first started making music, I I was like, I want to make music that I'm not hearing right now. So I was making it for selfish reasons, for music I wanted to hear. And then other people, you know, I was blessed that other people liked it so that I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to keep doing that because there's still a void there of music that's I want to hear. So at one point, it does kind of cross over where people are like, oh, you listen to yourself? Well, who do you think you are? And there's like this like Kanye West joke out there about like he listens to himself. And it's oh. just – and it's like, okay, there's like a big difference though no, between difference, like yeah. what he does versus like uh, – 
you just finished recording a song and you and listen you to it to. back to back to back like eight times because exactly. you're excited about it. Like I think that's like that's a good sign of work. Like I don't know. Imagine painting a beautiful a beautiful beautiful canvas uh-huh. and then having. Uh, immediately to like cover it up and be like, oh, I can't look at it. Yeah, exactly. That's I worked. All it is. I worked hard on it. Exactly. I, it's for you to enjoy. It's not for me. Exactly. Like, yeah, that no. just seems very odd to me. Like I understand eventually you'd probably sell that piece, but at the same time you'd have to like it be sitting there for a while. Like it's yours. Like exactly. like I don't know. Like it, no, it just, no, 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 no. I totally get yeah, that's that's. But yeah, like that's that's the reason I am. I do that. Like I want to find mistakes. I want to improve myself. I want to grow as a as a, as, a, as what I do. But yeah, going back to the Menzinger story. Sorry, I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. So I was like, okay, I'm not gonna ask you same questions or tour questions because nothing happened to your band, and like you know, and this, I'm yeah. not saying nothing negative way, because you know, like it's six months for a band, there's nothing. Like you know, if they're on tour, like what 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 could happen? Yeah, and if they're on the same tour, especially that's like <laughs> like I know the material you're promoting, I know all this stuff, it's, right? Yeah, and we had a great interview before, so I was like, okay, you remember the cl- uh, you like mm-hmm. the Clash? I went to our CITR library. I went to my friend Dave, uh, who is older than me, and he was. He- young years when Clash was actually around I think he saw them live at the Commodore Ballroom live Clash he had a few original records which he actually now gave me uh, as a present uh, recently (laughs) but I went to my friend Dave I went to CITR library I went to my own collection and I brought his huge pile of uh, Clash records and I said hey buddy so this interview will be about your favorite band Tell me in the first six minutes, he told me why he, how he got introduced to Clash, how he found them, the story. And then we did this. I said, I gave him the record. I said, I'll give you the record in order of the release. You'll take the record. You'll say your relationship with this record and you'll pick one song and I'll play the song. So, and then on, is, when I edited. Wow. That's, that's, that's super smart, man. Holy cow. And that was cool because like, for example, like album three, I, I think I don't remember which album was that. Maybe third or fourth their album. But he is like, oh, that was the first record I heard. I was living at this apartment, and I think in Philadelphia, I said or something. I was smoking a lot of weed, and that was the <laughs> music I listened to. And then he was like, okay, which song do I want to play? And like he was like, okay, this is the favorite song, but no, I I have to play this. And like you can see as a fan, and you know people like their music. They're on Epitaph Records. They're a relatively big band in punk. Of course, punk of course, of course. As a people who is now. Um, you know, people like he's a he- not a hero, but like you know, and as example, a music songwriter, he was picking his own favorite songs as a fan. He was from yeah. transition from a songwriter to a fan, and he was debating with himself this song. No, I need to play this song. It was so cool. And then right away, I played those songs, and that was like probably one, not yeah, one of the favorite interviews I've done. That's beautiful because as as a rising uh, leader within the industry himself, he. Having having you revert him back to, to his to a fan mode and to have him like debating and, and choosing his own songs like oh like yeah no, I have to play this one like to see someone's passions fight their own passion is like a beautiful thing man that's actually like a really cool cool idea still available at rocketfromrussia.tumblr.com there you go go check it out it's a great interview yeah we haven't plugged that at all right we haven't we haven't plugged uh, the actual the site or anything yet. Um, I, I gotta be honest with you. Uh, I've, uh, in the past week, in the past 10 days, I've done three podcasts, uh, um, 
because uh, recently I announced that uh, I'm going to be doing this new project for VanCityBuzz.com. Oh, yeah, that's cool, man. And uh, uh, it's uh, it's interesting. So I'm going to be co-hosting this show with uh, a gentleman named Trevor Duick. And uh, uh, I think people were kind of concerned at first when I first announced the show. I think they first thought that, like, I'm not going to do this show anymore. Like, I'm not going to do intergalactic interviews. And uh, when I was having, we had probably, like, three or four production meetings before we, we ever did uh, any of the proposal to Van City Buzz or anything. And um, the first thing they said was, I was like, can I still do my show? Can uh-huh. I still do intergalactic interviews? And, and they were like, uh, we would hope that you would definitely nice. continue. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So... I wasn't like one or the other. If that was the case, I don't know. might have been a harder choice situation, but they were very cool. They're very supportive the whole time. Now, going back to what we talked off air before, like, you know, the, I believe that consistency and being doing quality, let's say product in, in air quotes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. being consistent and doing good, doing something, you know, good quality product again i'm using air quotes this is the key to success and we talked about this before that's why i like you you have production you have music now you have two different uh, projects with interviews and like podcasts being consistent and being good at those um, different avenues that what leads to again success and again i'll use the quotes because success to each other it's where their own but i think being consistent and good at that that's something that you're passionate about this will this is this is the way to do it. I appreciate you bringing that up because, uh, yeah, off the air we were chatting a little bit about um, what the key to success is and what it's perceived to be because so many people kind of tap out right before they they reach the, the you know one of their goals. Like like uh, I don't know. I I think you know especially this year I'm doing all these weekly releases. I think that like studio is is a lot like the gym. Or, or something <laughs> like that, you know, because like, uh, it it's something that's there, and it's like if you know in your heart you're like I can get on the treadmill and run for an hour or something like that, or, or jog or or walk even whatever. If you know in your heart you can do that, but you don't do it for like ten months, yeah. that knowledge that you can sometimes is the only thing that ties you to that skill. So when you're in the gym or studio in this case every single day. And you're you're working those muscles, and you're like, hey, I can actually do an hour fifteen. I can do an hour forty, or hour whatever. I think it's just like you're working it out. I mean, like this is episode sixty four of the Intergalactic Interviews, and so, uh, I mean, like overall, like how like how long's uh, how long's uh, your show been running now? No, five years, I think. Rocket from Russia has been five years. No, the Rocket from Russia. Like, let's say I've been doing it for five years. Like, do you have an episode number? You don't count it like that. Uh, That's like a real one, jerk thing. I think it's one eleven of Rocket from Russia. One eleven, and it was about a hundred, maybe two hundred, maybe hundred and fifty episodes of Will Fall Down. Will Fall Down, yeah. Okay, because. Uh, that's like a jerk thing podcast too. They're like, well, this is episode sixty four, you know, and you're just like, well, whatever, dude, it doesn't matter. But like, uh, I look at it like that. Like, like imagine, uh, imagine you have a, you know, like this is this is gonna sound obviously like a moot point to you because you actually do this as well. But uh, this, like, to the average person, if you were to say, okay, once a week, I'm going to get you to talk to someone for an hour, no distractions, no TV, no internet, no nothing like that. Uh, you just speak and you just talk for an hour. Uh, most people can't hold the conversation 
for that amount of time. Or if they can, uh, they don't feel as comfortable as they can. So for me, this has been like sharpening my sword in a, in a way because it just helps. It helps every aspect of my life. I can tell you like this, this has helped me feel so, I don't know. I've never had an issue being, uh, outspoken, (laughs) (laughs) but, but at the same time, uh, I've been able to curb it over the years in a way that's more approachable and, and more, um, more tolerant and, and less, <laughs> less aggressive. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to use all these different words to describe myself as not an asshole. And I'm but like, here sitting using Google Translator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How many more $5 words can I throw at you there? Uh, l- let me ask you real quick. Cause since we're at the beginning of the year right now, uh, because uh, it's, it's like it's January, um, January 2015. Let me ask you something. Uh, what was what was your like favorite uh, couple records that you heard in 2014? What were your favorite few records you heard? This is an easy question because I'm very nerdy that way. Okay, please. Since the th- early 2000s, I've been doing top albums of the year. Um, I'm very, very nerdy that way. So um, the, my favorite album of the year was Lagwagon Hang. They came back to the brand new punk rock album. Um, Joey Cape. Joey Cape. That's right. But this album, again, this is thanks to the radio show, to Rocket from Russia, and to me being able to talk to my heroes and to talk. I got, got a chance to talk to Joey Cape twice. And that happened... Right, the first one happened right in the beginning that they were just about to do the, this album. They haven't done a proper record since Blaze came out. Uh, no, so since, sorry, the um, Resolve came out in 2005. So it's been nine years now. Nine years? Yeah, they had an EP, but like a proper full al- album it was uh, since Resolve 2005. So it's, it's been a oh, long yeah. time yeah, yeah. since they actually... Um, Recorded something, and I talked to Joey first time a few years ago. They just started working on those songs, and he told me about this album. He said, "This is um, like you know, we we want this album to be metal." I was like, "What the fuck are you talking Jesus, about? Jesus, really? Like, what are you fucking like? What's going on?" <laughs> um, so I was like, "Okay, great. Okay, I'm like next question." Uh, but then I was confused. <clears throat> then. He, after that, I think about a year later, he came back the flag wagon that played with Pennywise at the Commodore Ballroom. And I interviewed him as well, again. Or maybe maybe I'm mixing, mixing up dates, but whatever. The second interview that he did, I was like, hey, what's up with the new album? You said it. Oh, no, thought, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Second yeah. interview. Like, I know oh, what you're saying, yeah. Uh, I said, what's up with the metal album? What's going on? He's yeah. like, you know what, like, I t- like I was I've been saying that it will be a meta- metal album actually it's not gonna be uh, there will be some metal riffs and um, but still it will be like I was like okay interesting they're releasing the first single fucking hell it's like what's going on like like total tech yeah it's like it's like it's not it's like it's like old school like wagon then they finished being metalists and became punk rockers but they were still playing jigga jigga like crazy shit and this album the song as 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 a song by itself sounded like almost like a punk metal you know thing yeah then the album came out i listened to that magic happened 
you can hear the metal parts, but it's still lag wagon. And what they did this album, they, to my mind, uh, to the way I listen and hear music, they came to absolute top level of songwriting. Joey Cape is an amazing songwriter, and they've mm-hmm. always been. But it's so interesting to listen to the record, not to hear the songs and the music. It's listen what's going on in the background, how the songs are written, what are they playing, how this whole thing sounds as an album and those metal parts when you hear them in the context of the full album those songs don't sound metal that's a magical thing you just listen to that song for the first song they released by itself it sounds almost like metal 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 yeah metal yeah. moves and then it's it was magical you know of course i'm lag wagon fan and i'm not saying like oh this is the best album of yeah, all of time no obviously but just like this whole transition this magical aspect of the album then it's sounds maybe sounds like metal but it doesn't it sounds like lag wagon and what the way they like i think in my mind they went on like on descendants level like descendants now how they write their songs it's it's extremely complicated if you listen to it but if you don't pay attention yeah, it's it's, beautiful. it's very tech like very like tech but they, you can it's not over tech you can no, listen that, that's it's, exactly it's what i mean yeah it's not like Dragon Force or something. No, yeah, like, it's not like, oh, yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. But as you can hear, I'm passionate about this. My favorite album of last year. I was just going to say, there are a few things in this world I love more than listening to Rush and Tim talk about music. Because you know what? I I like to uh, think that I surround myself every single day with music. Like, I'm very blessed, obviously, like that. But, like, uh, listening to you talk about music, I I always feel like I sh- I should send my passion flowers or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Flowers. Because like I like you you, uh, you make me feel like like yeah you know what there there's more there. There's always like a little bit more you can uncover, a little bit more you can explore and enjoy. I like that idea. When Marielle was finishing We All Fall Down, I have a friend, Trevor. Uh, we're very good friends, and he's a little bit older than me, and he's a huge punk rock fan as well. And he said, when Marielle finished the show, and Trevor used to do his show on CITR as well, he's like, when she said that she's giving up, no, she's not giving up, that's the wrong word. He's uh, She's giving the show to Tim. Yeah. He said... Like handing it off. Yeah, yeah. That's the way, yeah, handing yeah. it off. Um, she, he said... This is the obvious person who should take it over because of his fashion, passion. And that kind of clicked with me. Because when I used to live in Russia, I used to be in a punk band. I used to be a singer and like a front man. And yeah, the dancer, actually, the whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. when we first met, I was I was like, I had no idea you were like the superstar. I remember opening the CD jacket to that CD the first <laughs> time. I think we were at Mike Svedra's place, and uh, Svedra and Wolf. And I remember uh, opening up uh, the CD jacket, and you were like in a mosh pit being carried by like your band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was we, like, what? You're like a superstar. That's yeah, we, we did good in Russia. It was, it was a great time back yeah but yeah but like i was a singer in a punk band that was for a few years i did that then in the middle of that when i used to live in russia i started a booking agency with my friends so i went from music to music business and i moved here and we met with you at pavi and i was studying music business yeah so i i didn't know i wanted to do something with music but i wasn't sure it's not like i wasn't sure i was trying a few different things and when trevor said that hey like he's the most passionate guy about the music and you, he should do a radio show i realized you know what i i do the best in my life in terms of music 
is I'm a, the best at being a fan of punk rock music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I totally a understand. mediocre singer, mediocre musician. I am a ah, that's debatable. <laughs> that's debatable. I don't think you're mediocre. I don't think you're mediocre. But I I, I know what you're saying. I know you, what you're saying is you recognize that your strength is being fan of music. Absolutely. And the way how can I share it with the world? Mm-hmm through sharing the music I love and I'm passionate about. Yeah. Speaking about Like Wagon to you and speaking to on a weekly basis to the listeners of CATR about the band which I'm crazy about in this given moment. Dude, you are absolutely one of my favorite people on this planet <laughs> and in this industry. This is a really this is a really really dark industry with like a lot of uh really cold narrow shadow placed like just horrible areas to to navigate and then occasionally you run into someone who's like like a nice beacon of energy someone who makes you feel like like maybe uh you know maybe there's hope for the rest of the people out there that you run into (laughs) and uh and that's what you represent to me and i've always felt that way uh i would like everyone to check out your show and your new trivia night you're launching. You're doing a punk rock trivia night. Why don't you tell me what's going on with this? Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, that's cool. This is, this is I'm very excited about. Um, just a little bit of story. Um, <clears throat> in the past few months with the Russian crew, I have Russian friends, obviously. We... <laughs> well, you came over here. What is there, like a, like a pamphlet they hand you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a red Soviet flag yeah. and the circle and the hammer. The, circle, the, 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 the sigil and the... This, hammer. The hammer and the sigil? That's yeah, this, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. When, but anyway, so <laughs> we have friends. I like how you asked me. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like I know what that is. Okay, yeah. Okay, so so you have uh, you have a group. Group of Russian friends. And um, we just started going to those trivia nights uh, a few months ago. And we loved it. It's It's cool. Like, after work. You go to a pub, you answer questions, you have some brain, you hang out with your friends, you drink beer, you eat food, it's cool. That's we'll, smart. And it gets you to test your knowledge, test your brain. Exactly. Like you do something fun. It's like good friendship. It's good for camaraderie. I think we became a little bit more close with those friends just because we were doing something together. It's cool. I loved it. So, you know, me being me, I was like, okay, this is all cool. I like questions about geography and uh, famous places but i want to have something about punk rock music of course uh, googled something nothing came up it's like fuck it i'll do it myself that's it- that is so you to just be like I'm, I'm fuck it i'm gonna do it myself that's <laughs> like so hilarious so you're starting this new night um, where where's the uh, first night going to be? Uh, the first night is at the Biltmore. They were the first one to come back. Uh, so here in Vancouver at the Biltmore. January 27th, which is uh, on Tuesday. Uh, Friday is the podcast, And then the weekend after on Tuesday, uh, you can go to the Biltmore Cabaret. Uh, the at 8 p.m. are the doors. Uh, the, sh- the game starts at 9. Um, and the cover is by the nation so very punk rock diy pay as much as you want there will be beer obviously there will be some pizza and so that's the whole idea you get together with your pals with your friends you listen to punk rock music i will be djing i'll be playing some punk rock hits before and during and after the show you eat some pizza you drink some beers and then (laughs) you converse and answer questions about punk rock about your favorite bands uh will there be any wendy 13 questions Oh, so thanks for the suggestion. I should actually reach Wendy out to her. 13 category, maybe? Yeah, like a whole, like, like how to speak in all caps on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a good idea. I should reach out there. She's a yeah. legend. 
shout out to any 13 who's like an absolute gem absolutely she's a she's a real legend yeah actually. after we finish that i'll send her a message you should definitely she, that, she that's hilarious but yeah like um i'm trying i'm preparing a few surprises and I hope the people who will attend this, they will be excited. But there will be some questions from some pretty good punk rock bands. I think, I, I think honestly, if with you involved, I know that it's going to be deep. And I know that, like, the questions are, like, they're, they're, I don't know, like, you'll probably walk some people in a little bit for sure. But, like, at one point, it's going to get very serious Russian Tim territory. <laughs> See, I I don't know. It's hard. Like I can come up with some weird ass shit nobody knows. I like you know. I learned from Nardwar, like we talked, but at the same time, like I don't want to be like that. You know, I'm coming up with some weird ass stuff that nobody knows. So I I'm and again I'm coming up with questions. Well, I'm not going for like, hey, let's research punk rock quiz uh, questions on the internet. I'm going for my own knowledge. I th- listen. I sit down the way I prepared for the yeah. trivia. <laughs> yeah. I went to all my favorite bands. I have. I have the list which bands I like so I went to every single band uploaded to the computer all my favorite albums and I was listening to my favorite song and I was thinking about the band what is about the band I know and I was looking for cool facts so I came for all those questions which will be on Tuesday at the trivia night from my own head I didn't do any fucking (laughs) research it was all my knowledge I love how these are all just like from your own like your own mind like uh, the idea that uh that you you could have like googled this or no, something fuck like this. you're no. like no 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 this is this is my thing and I want it to be maybe after four times I will run out of my own phones and I will <laughs> That's something in like five weeks in you're gonna be like Jesus I I, didn't I have know. to Google that yeah I I've asked all the questions I know probably yeah that, I that, doubt that, it I doubt it'll be five weeks it's gonna be like five hundred weeks <laughs> you're gonna be five I promise weeks. this will happen at some point but uh, for the first one I'm extremely passionate about it and then I want to do it like you know the way I, you know, the way I feel it's right to do it for the first time. And I want to give, like I said, my 110%. So, and to me, I don't know, like, I know the shit. I don't know if other people know this or maybe everybody knows that. So, like, I don't know. Hopefully people will, will it, like the It's going to be interesting for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to follow our good friend Russian Tim, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at T-I-M-A underscore T-Z-A-R. Correct. Uh, why isn't it just Rocket from Russia? As I'm, as I'm sure you someone like fucking Jesse... fucking shit! That's something Jesse Lavardi would ask you. Uh-huh. Just, like on air. He'd be like, why isn't it just Rocket from Russia? <laughs> because you cannot fit Rocket from Russia in a Twitter thing. Oh, because of the character length? Rocket from Russia. Oh. You can fit the last A. What if it was Rocket from Russ, R-U-S? And it was like R-U-S was in caps, so it's like... Oh, that's actually a good idea. Like Maybe the Olympics? Like the Olympics? Something like that. I don't know. These are the rocket these, from Siberia. That's rocket, a shorter. Russia. You trying to? We'll Siberia. figure it out. No, same shit. You can do uh, C I T R underscore R F R. Yeah, that's that's. I was thinking something. You think of it like that? I don't know. Well, for today's purposes, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> he's such a colorful fellow. You want to definitely follow him. Rocket from Russia's very own Russian Tim. Uh, he's a good man. He's a good friend of mine. You can definitely check out his uh, his trivia night at. Uh, the Biltmore on January 27th. Tuesday. That's the first night. Um, there will be more, but you definitely want to get on the ground floor of this because it's uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. And you can always catch his show when, my friend? On Thursday, every Thursday at 10 a.m. It's a one-hour show, generally speaking. 
and um, uh, it's available at in Vancouver on 101.9 FM and also everywhere in the world or internet exists at citr.ca <laughs> and uh, that's a good way to put that that's hilarious and the music which uh, the whole idea of the show is when I play new music is the new international and local music it's like punk rock music so that's the whole idea and also every couple of weeks I do an interview with the band so you were one of my favorite people I, I swear to god you're <laughs> Thanks, so man. awesome man. likewise thank you so much this is amazing I, I appreciate you uh, making time to come down here on the show my pleasure my pleasure ladies and gentlemen uh, if you want to follow me on twitter who the hell would do that but if you want to do I that do. oh well hey you got good taste what can I say <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at MD underscore Boomsday. Uh, I'm also available on Instagram by the same handle, MD underscore Boomsday. Uh, if you want to watch or listen to past episodes of Intergalactic Interviews or subscribe, we'd love to hear from you. Please uh, hit us up at intergalacticinterviews.com. Very, very simple. Very, very straightforward. Uh, also, you may have heard me mention earlier in the show that uh, I am going to be doing this new show for Van City Buzz, and we are currently giving away a $100 that's one zero zero Canadian. What? <laughs> <That's> not rubles. <laughs> not rubles, which we're aware. <laughs> you know, <laughs> might be a little bit different amount, but uh, yeah, hundred dollars Canadian at Future Shop uh, is up for grabs. If you were just capable of submitting, uh, all you have to do is submit a name for the Van City Buzz podcast that myself and Trevor Duke will be doing. It's very, very easy to do. No, but tell, tell them what we, the podcast will be about so they can kind of come up with a super name. Uh, that's a good question. Um, well, we're two gentlemen. Uh-huh. Um, he comes from a journalist background. I come from space. And so I have, uh, <laughs> you know, we have a, we have unique perspectives on things. Um, but the reality, uh, the reality of the show is we're looking to uh, uh, engage with uh, interesting personalities, and uh, much like yourself, and uh, and to uh, you know further further the content. I think if I was going to get really honest with you about it, uh, I don't know how much I can talk about this part, but uh, uh, you know, Van City Buzz. Great site, lots of content. Everyone I know on social media, it's eighty percent of the content on my feed is Van City Buzz. Uh-huh. They're ahead of everything, so I, I'm I'm very aware of that. Um, some of their articles are like uh, the thirteen best blank or the number seven will drive you crazy or something like that. They're all they're all geared like that. So I think the podcast is going to add content, maybe of a. Uh, uh, more of a deeper variety in terms of uh, uh, just content, like overall content. I just think like some of the interviews, some of our guests that we have, uh, you know, these podcasts I was telling you I've been doing the last couple of weeks are just like insane guests, really, really happy with some of the some of the episodes we've already have and put together. But I mean, we're we're really looking forward to it coming out and we need a name first before that happens. And I think our- So it's like interview focused podcast, Yeah, right? yeah. It's going to be like, uh, Trevor and myself co-hosting and uh, asking tag teaming questions to the guest. So, so we'll see what happens. We'll see how it, what goes. I don't want to define it too early, you know. Much like when I started this show, I, I was just it was just me for like the first like eight episodes, and then I was like, I think I might have some guests or something like that, you know. I don't even know if that's the right number of episodes, but like, but yeah, uh, people get the idea. Yeah, it, it was. It started off as a vehicle for me to talk about the production I was working on, and then it turned into. You know, now I have an elevator pitch 
I can give where I'm like, yeah, it's a it's a podcast about the uh, the entertainment industry and the personalities within it, and that's it. And that's and then so you're like, oh, okay, that's that's what the show is. That's 100. percent I can easily explain that. But like this new show, man, we're recording episodes to it, and we don't even have a name yet. So it's very important that people out there go ahead and uh, give us your best name. So that being said. Hit up VanCityBuzz.com. Check out the contest page. Go ahead and look up uh, naming the podcast. Give us your best name in the comments or use the hashtag provided and send it to us on Twitter and let us know. And if you have the best one, we'll give you a $100 for Future Shop. And then, they can buy Sennheiser headphones. That's right. They can buy headphones. Uh, pay taxes about whatever. To listen to CITR when and you listen to... Rocket from Russia on CITR 101.9 FM. My name is Russian Tim and you're yes. listening to Rocket <laughs> from Russia. That's exactly what I wanted. My friend, thank you very much for coming down before, to the Before we're done. Okay, uh, what's up? I've what's been up? Li- Because, you know, I, like I told you, I do my research and I've been listening to your... Um, Interviews. Let's say this is P.S. If you want, you can cut it out. Okay. But I had one question for you, and uh, a question for me. Yeah. yeah to yeah. end the show. Yeah, yeah. To end. It's. No, I didn't plan to end the show. I wanted to ask you in in the. Oh, really? In the middle, but it, we didn't really came across that. But. Oh, um, you're an interesting guy. I didn't want to. You know. That's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I had no need to focus on me. There's a, <laughs> a lot of things going on here. Yeah? But this is the question which I, from listening to interviews, this is a question which I kind of always been thinking about. Like, since I know you, you're a huge fan of hip hop, you're involved in the whole thing. Uh, but since you're starting working here at the studio and producing up completely different genres of music, mm-hmm. and this is the question which I usually ask, also ask the musicians when we talk about stuff like that. Okay. Um, so, doing different genres of music, like you told me right now, you did tr- you track drums on Saturday. Yeah, we did uh, drums for Nuclear Brunch, which is like space jazz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like doing those different from hip hop genres as a position, but as a producer, as a musician, what did it give it to you in terms of writing hip hop, working with different genres? Oh, great question. Um, this is a nice flip of the dynamic here because suddenly I'm answering questions on the show. That's hilarious. Uh, I I think the first thing it did for me was gave me a better understanding of arrangement. When people think of pop arrangements, they think of like verse, chorus, verse, and like very Beatles esque in how they how they lay out their arrangements. Um, with hip hop, uh, it's it's usually like like a four bar intro, and then like you do a verse, and then a hook, and this kind of thing. And um, working with different genres and different scores, uh, I like surprising the listener. I like I like rewarding listeners for listening to the whole song, that kind of thing. I like that. I, cause I, I, when I was younger and I listened to music, uh, there would be like, you know, like secret songs and things like that. Right. And so I would, I would always be like, this is your reward for listening to the whole mm-hmm. CD or the whole vinyl or whatever. And so I'd listen to the whole thing and that would be a reward. So I've always tried to like maintain that within my own creativity and my own production. So when I make songs, uh, after, especially after like a weekend like this past weekend, where I'm like we're tracking drums for like 12 hours and guitar and bass and and everything. So um, after a long session like that, I come back and uh, I was here last night. I was uh, I was here on, on uh, in producing and um, it's just it makes me look at the arrangement and not want to do that very strict, straightforward verse chorus verse thing. Classic hip hop. That's formula. right. Makes me want to 
you know, break apart a little bit. And I think people are going to be surprised with some of the weekly releases I'm doing. Like every Thursday, I'm going to be putting out new music in 2015. It's my new thing. I don't have like uh, like a trendy, cool name for it or something like that. But uh, it's every Thursday, every Thursday around 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I'll be putting something new up. And then every Friday, there'll be a new episode of Intergalactic Interviews. And if not... You'll definitely be getting a new episode of Van City Buzz, soon to be named podcast. For every, 100 bucks. <laughs> for a $100 <laughs> Future Shop gift card. But would it be correct way to say that you, it opened your ears and extended your intergalactic horizons? That is uh, that is the exact phrasing I personally would have used. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like, uh, you know, I grew up in a pretty... Uh, uh, eclectic family right so like my older brother um just played his last show at the strugglers actually this past friday um so his band uh now his only band other than his solo work he's doing as gd mcdonald uh he's working right now at, uh playing bass for spree killers and spree killers uh just announced their coast to coast tour yeah yes yeah, city city uh city to city coast to coast and uh they have a seven inch coming out and it's fucking Which was amazing. Which recorded by Renab from The Brains. <laughs> Look at this. Dude, this might be my most favorite episode I think I've ever done in terms of knowledge. Like <laughs> Russian Tim coming in here. And you're, what are you, outshining me on the knowledge? This is pretty impressive, i got to say. I appreciate this. You're a very good man. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks, man. Thanks Thank for you for that. coming down to the show. Thank you. That was a pleasure. Absolutely. Why don't you say goodbye to these people so you can hear them here? Um, Bye. Bye. Do I need to promote myself uh, in the end? Or no, we did the Twitter. Yeah, we did that. Okay. You just say, say, tell them, tell them they're beautiful in Russian. Ребята, спасибо большое, было очень круто. Мне очень понравилось. Прикольно было. Всем, всем хорошего вечера, всем хороших выходных. Меня зовут Тимоха. Все. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye bye.